Uh, hey guys, welcome to our Frenzy Anthology episode. We're getting up there. Uh, <laughs> you're bad at this. <laughs> Uh, welcome to episode 32 of our friends, the anthology. I'm Ron. I'm David. And this week we're going to be talking about Fernwood Tonight, episode one. So I, I googled Fernwood Tonight and the summary came up and it's it's supposed to be a cable access show. This town puts on their own sort of variety late night show uh, on cable access. And I thought that that was, it was going to be real. I didn't realize that it was fiction. Yeah, fictitious. Yeah. When did you realize during the episode? As soon as I saw Fred Willard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's right true. That's that. a giveaway. But yeah, I, so I guess I was mildly disappointed. This wasn't just oh. some cable access show. This was way ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah. So this can I give some context? Please. I don't know if, how much you read into it. Norman Lear produced this, so he produced All in the Family and all those things. I saw his name in the credits. He also did a show called Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman which I think we should also do at some point, which is a fake soap opera. It's a satire of soap operas. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I think we should definitely do that. Um, plus, we should also do the show Soap, because I feel like nobody's actually seen that. Like, huh. we all know of it, but I feel like so few people in our generation have actually watched it. Okay. And that's where Billy Crystal kind of got his start. Wow. So he produced Mary Harvey, and then that uh, was taking place in Fernwood, Ohio, this fictitious city. And then, so then he did this show and then he kept it in Fernwood, Ohio. So it's the Norman Lear cinematic universe. Yeah. And so like, in a way it's a spinoff of Mary Hartman, Mary, because Norman Lear has the most spinoffs to his name because everything that came off of All in the Family, I think it's like seven shows anyway. But uh, the other thing is that this only ran for one season and then it became America Tonight or something like that, hmm. which was basically the same show, but different city. And it was supposed to take place in the unfinished furniture capital of California, of the world or something like that. Uh, and, uh, but the, this is the really crazy thing. These shows, including Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, uh, and Fernwood Tonight, were run daily. So this only ran one season, but it has 65 episodes. Oh my God. They had to write this. I don't even know how, how is that? Possibly. I guess, well, you do it with soap operas, so. But to like comedy, yeah, yeah, that's insane. I did not yeah. realize that. It's pretty nuts. This was hilarious. I loved it. Did you not? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I'm making a face. I I liked it. I thought it was funny. I chuckled a few times. I didn't think it was. I I wasn't laughing out loud much. The, the talk to a Jew thing. The made, talk to the Jew thing so was hard. the best part. Yeah. I, the whole thing, it's filled with just the funniest people. So Fred Willard, yeah. Martin Mole plays the chalk show host. And I, it was crazy because I was watching and then slowly I realized it was Martin Mole. Like it took me way mm. too long. Well, they do. I mean, Fred Willard is so young in this. Like yeah. there were moments where I was doubting myself. <laughs> uh, Dabney Coleman shows up as the mayor. Oh, also, wait. Let's talk about this. So the guy playing the piano, I thought that might have been real. Because how can you teach yourself to play the piano that well? Maybe. Well, not the iron lung part. I, I Maybe mean, I not the... Well, so it's just somebody who knew that had this weird talent. Yeah, probably. And they were like, hey, can you do this? We're going to do this. It's a funny little bit. Yeah. I don't know. That Because that, cool that was... It looked real, right? Research. I don't think... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I'm not sure how much research there is, how much <laughs> how much literature there is on Fernwood tonight, Ron. Did you even go to Fernwood like we talked about? <laughs> it would have been fun if we had come up with a funny bit like off of it. That would have been good. Yeah. Research, is... general <laughs> preparation, planning, not really our thing. Do you think this is where Zach Alphanakis got, I couldn't find anything that Between substantiated it, but. Maybe. It's right there in the name. Wood. Right. And it's the same premise, basically, a sat- satirical talk show, yeah. like a satire of talk shows. You, you said earlier that this was ahead of its time, and I think you're spot on with that. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> have you ever seen the uh, Eric Andre show? Yeah. That's, cr- that's first of all, that show is insane. Yeah. And I only got turned on to it recently, and I love that show. It's just so bizarre. And obviously, the Eric Andre show is like this on steroids, but that same kind of concept of you know the lo-fi production is part of it one of the things that i will say about this where i think its brilliance comes from and this is what made had me laughing throughout is how well they inhabit the talk show like norms and these the characters that you would see on a public exit on like a small town talk show they all really play true to the character and nothing too crazy happens Maybe the talk to a Jew segment is the craziest, <laughs> but, uh, but like, I, be- I really believe it. Like even in reaction shots, you just get, it's a gold mine. Well, so it never re- gets as out. Like you kind of believe that this is actually happening in it a weird way. It plays it pretty straight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the reaction shots, the audience, it's all old right. uh, octogenarians. And the like- laughs that they pipe in for corny jokes and jokes that aren't corny. Like, so it all like feels this one more, like, it's not like. It's not like the thing like, uh oh, something went wrong, like this cringe like thing happened. Right. It's just yeah, it's it's cringe comedy with a laugh track instead of kind of what Eric Andre or yeah. Between Two Ferns kind of does. There's a moment where Not that one's better than the other, but just that's just the, different. Yeah. There's a moment where somebody you see someone's back cover a camera for a moment, but not like so long that it's this stupid you know right. not like drawn out to an unbelievable extent just like right. oh you could picture somebody kind of step in front <laughs> right. of the frame for a moment right oh when they play that when uh when they play harry harry klein i think or whatever the band right and so they play um now i can't even remember the song shake your booty yes and it's so awkward and just ridiculous but it just they they just play it with such con- like they're just doing it like they're just performing yeah and again not so he's not so into it that you're like wait a second he's just like kind of shaking his booty a little right and they cut to martin mull and he's kind of making a face like what's going on but like not it's not like stop the show this is great this is nuts yeah um so i loved just stuff like that i loved when dabney coleman showed up and then he wanted to leave and i just the whole thing was just terrific (laughs) to me uh the opening bit is pretty funny with fred willard and him um with fred willard and martin mull (laughs) But Talk to a Jew had me just hysterical. <laughs> I was laughing out loud. I laughed out loud at Talk to the Jew, too. It was so good. Everything about it is perfect. And the, the Jew character. He's great. Because so he's hilarious. so mild, man. So straight. Yeah. And just so, un- he's so uh, uh, dispassionate. What tribe were you from? I, I grew up in Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> or when they go uh they go so you're not 
rich or he goes no my family was poor i couldn't afford an education i just do uh, a house painting or whatever he did and then uh fred willard now are you sure you're a jew yeah <laughs> and uh. i liked that uh the host sort of i liked when he was kind of uh like shocked at fred willard's behavior yes but also would do horror like very serious yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it was that was kind of one of the brilliant parts of it too yeah martin will like fred willard would say something and then he would you know whatever the character's name is. and then uh and then when they were taking the calls he picks up the phone and she goes hi are you the jew he goes no 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 i'm not the jew <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's, he says, well, do you want me to put him on? She goes, no, I, I, I'll just talk to you. And then he goes, what, what was your question? And he's just perfect uh, persona for him. And then she goes, uh, she goes, when is the new next Barbara Streisand movie coming out? And then he adds, the Jewish guy goes, well, I'm not sure, but I, I also really enjoy her films. Uh, and then Fred Willard goes, you must, you must be very proud of her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to do more episodes of this. I, I think I'm just going to keep watching it. We can do honest. more episodes. Well, we, we can, can come back to it. Yeah. I would watch more. I definitely would. Oh, it's a blast. And then they end on like, well, leisure, leisure suits are causing cancer. Yeah. But, all right. See you next time. <laughs> That's all the time. Well, we'd love to talk about this more. But uh, And then the, when they walk around and it, over the credits is so like, yeah. just it just nails this tone really perfectly in that uh where it doesn't cross like that bright line kind of it, it really tries to convince you it might be real right yeah no it never goes too far which i think is the really easy mistake yeah it's so fun i'm still my mind's still reeling from the fact that they would do this nightly yeah isn't that nuts is that it you got anything else about I think, this i just admire its commitment in all aspects, you know, just the production of it, the, the lo-fi cameras, the titling, just all of it sold, I think probably because they were using cable access equipment. You know, I don't know for sure, but I would imagine that that's the easiest way to do that kind of production is just to use similar equipment and work within those constraints. And I think now, you know, as someone that works in post-production and editing, it's frustrating when someone comes to me with like 4K footage and like, can we make this look like VHS? And it's like... You can, and it takes a lot of work. It's yeah, like sending out to After Effects, rendering, getting the right overlays. You would know, be it's just, easier and less time-consuming to just shoot VHS. Yeah, interesting. I didn't know that. And obviously, it doesn't work in all instances. You know, Spider-Man: Homecoming, that opening with the home video. Like mm -hmm. if you shot that actually lo-fi, you know, it, it wouldn't really have worked. There's a certain level of quality that you expect in certain instances, but mm -hmm. for something like this, it makes sense that they kept it. Yeah, man, I loved this show. I didn't think I'd love it this much. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll let you guys know what we're going to talk about on Twitter next week. See you next week and have a terrific week. Have an amazing week. See you next week and have an amazing week. See you next time and have an amazing week. Next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>